Um, I think last week we had uh, Miss Miss Earlene uh, chime in, and and she had some some great things to say. Our brother Trent also called in um, uh, towards the end. Uh, it was great to hear um, his voice. So uh, we welcome any dialogue uh, as long as it's uh, positive or or constructive feedback. Uh, we we welcome you guys uh, to do that. Um, before we start, I'll I'll get into our trash can uh, concept. We haven't done that in a in a long time, so I'll share that. Um, and Tammy will be joining us uh, momentarily. Uh, but if you haven't done so, and I know we haven't talked about it in a while, but if you haven't done so um, in quite some time, we would like to uh, encourage you to uh, find a trash can that you use often, whether it's at home, whether it's at work, um, or somewhere that you are, um, you know, on a daily basis, and move that trash can to a different location. And move it, you know, don't just move it, you know, a couple inches or a couple of feet, like move it to, you know, move it across the room or move it somewhere where it's not going to be um, convenient and, and just see how many times you revisit its old location. Um, because oftentimes we get so used to, uh, you know, doing things that they're more so routine um, versus work. We get we, we get on autopilot and, and we get so used to um, doing the same things over and over and over again every day, all day. Uh, 365 days a year to where, um, you know, if there is change, we find ourselves going back to what we're used to or what we're uh, familiar with because we're just not used to change. But as we all know, in order to grow, in order to elevate, in order to progress, there has to be um, some form of change. There has to be some some molding. There has to be some struggles. There has to be some pain. Um, that you know, that there just has to be um, in order for uh, for you to for you to move up or to move forward um, in life. And that we should be trying to do um, as often as possible. So move your trash can. Um, you can do it tonight. Do it tomorrow. But do it by the end of the week, and then uh, just let us know uh, how often you um, revisit uh, its old location. Uh, we're going to uh, continue with the book of Romans, and again, you are invited to uh, join the conversation. Um, but we're going to continue with the book of Romans. We're winding down here probably within the next few weeks. Um, I think we only have a couple more chapters to go, but... Uh, we're going to continue to take our time and, and, and just kind of uh, break down the, the scriptures and, and just get through them um, and try to uh, make it relevant and see how we can use them in our own lives. Um, before we do that, I believe Tammy is here. Tammy, are you are you there? I am here. Good evening. Good evening. How are you, Rodney? Thank you for filling in for me. And I'm still not oh, done, no but problem. I'm... <laughs> well, you How's just it going? Your time. <laughs> Everything is going well. Tomorrow is my last official day 
for the school year, um, which was a blessing because I thought it was Friday, and then I um, I learned, uh, I think it was yesterday, I learned that uh, my last day is tomorrow, um, and mm-hmm. I'll be off until July 17th, so uh, that will be a huge blessing, uh, especially when there are nights like last night where Nadia is, uh, is up for uh, quite some time, <laughs> you know, get much sleep. Uh, so, <laughs> um, but looking forward to being off, looking forward to uh, spending some time with, uh, with Nadia, um, you know, planning to, uh, to, to do some things with her, take her some different places. Uh, we're going to go and um, have lunch with Tamaria, um, you know, during that time. And I know it's going to go by quickly, but looking forward to it, looking forward to getting some sleep. Uh, looking forward to getting some things done around here. Looking forward to um, just enjoying the four weeks, however uh, you know, uh, how, however that may be. Um, Tamari and I uh, will be celebrating our third anniversary, um, July the second. So in a couple of weeks. Um, so. A lot of good things, a lot of good things. How are you doing? I am good. I'm good. Um, We had the uh, event on Saturday. It went really, really well. Um, As always, you know, we didn't have like a huge turnout, but the people that were there were there, and they received, and we just had a really good time. We had some very powerful, powerful speakers I mean, we had um, one from Illinois, someone from Kansas City, someone from South Carolina, someone from Arkansas, and then we had our people here. But it was it was so awesome that I didn't get to speak. How about that? Which <laughs> 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 was fine with me, but I mean, it was just it was really really good. So um, and empowering. So. And just not enough to say about it. Other than, you know, you wish more people would uh, come out. However, that being said, I do realize that, and and matter of fact, a friend and I, we were talking about that, how, and I made the comment, what he said to me, man, I wish more people would would take advantage of things like that. And I said, you have to realize that people, people want to be entertained, want change. Because change says if if one sees that he or she needs to change, they take it as oftentimes that something is wrong. I'm at the point where I realize something is wrong and I need to change. And there's nothing wrong with that. But for some reason, I just feel like people, they're in that season in life where entertaining, being entertained is far better than um, changing. And I say that because we're Romans, and Romans that without a change of heart, without a change of heart produced by the Spirit, that it is, that you're incapable of having a a right relationship with God. And I was thinking about that today, that word right relationship. Some people may be offended by that, but we all we we all, I think many of us will claim to have a relationship, 
but a relationship with God truly does change your heart. When you are seeking God, you see yourself. And I that equates to why so many uh, functions or things like what we had on Saturday have few people until you get to a a level of your Steve Harvey or uh, Tony Robinson and things like that. Then people, they, they see change in a different way. They see success. Change becomes success then. So mm. I just, it allows me to think about many, many things, um, you know, but we had a wonderful time. Matter of fact, Rodney, if you ever have something again, the lady that came from South Carolina, man, you got to, you got to, you got to get her there. You should just have <laughs> Okay. That that's that's what I like to hear. That that's that's interesting, uh, um, Tammy, and I'm glad that, it, that I'm glad that it went well. Um, but I, I I wholeheartedly agree with you. Um, you know, we miss out on so much because of our mindset. Because success is dictated by what social media says that it is. Or, um, you know, we, we judge people or we put people in the box, you know, if we can't get any any fame from it. Like, you know, um, you know when, when we're out, we like to take selfies and we like to pose. And if, if we don't think that we're, that we're going to get a certain reaction from it, it seems like we're not as motivated to to take pictures and, and, and to flash in front of cameras, um, you know. And so a lot of there, there are so many powerful events happening in our own backyards. People are doing phenomenal things, like we were talking about Nipsey Hussle, the the rapper. You know, people are doing great things in in, in the community but we miss out because we would get no recognition for attending. And, 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 and so because of that, a lot of times we stay away. Now, granted, you know, we know that there are other reasons why people, you know, may not be able to make it to an event. We're not, and we're not discussing that, but um, we, we, we miss out on so much because we get caught up in this, um, this fictional um, story that we really believe is life. So, because um, you know, if we lived closer, we would have been there. <laughs> but, uh, but definitely glad that it went well. Um, and as we transition into Romans thirteen, um, verse eight, um, I was glad that you brought up change, um, Tammy, it, because I think where this starts in Romans thirteen eight. I think we need a, a serious change where, where this scripture is concerned and it says owe no man anything but to love one another for he that loveth another hath fulfilled the law and so the first part um owe no man anything now, granted, you know, you know, we can focus on one aspect of it, and that, you know, you know, when it comes to money or, or materialistic things, 
And I think that, but there's a there's a huge part to this, and I don't know if you got the same thing out of it uh, that I'll get to um, um, later. But we have to have a, a, a renewed mind when it comes to um, owing people, or when it comes to having things or wanting things that we don't necessarily need or can't afford. We can't we can't get ahead as long as we are okay with borrowing money or um you know taking the little that we have and abusing it or misusing it and then relying on other people to help us out or to bail us out. You know, think about the story with you know of, of the talent, and how you know God blessed the two who went out and did you know something with it, and we have to be the, the same way. You know, we you know a lot of times we 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 misuse um, the things that God ha- has given us. How however great or small we misuse it. And then we get upset when we see other people with it. We 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 want to, you know, make excuses and say, well, you know, they have that because their spouse has a really good job, or, you know, they live in that house or drive that car, or they're always on vacations because, you know, um, their, their their parents left them a lot of money, or. You know, they, they, they don't have any children or, you know, um, they find any excuse. But the bottom line is, you know, we have to have a change uh, of mind when it comes to the blessings of God or the, the, the things that we can have access to. We don't have to live in debt our entire lives. We don't have to go without. We don't have to be uh, financial victims. We can have things, but it starts with getting out of the rut that we're in. And I remember a long time this guy told me, um, you know, if you ever want to get out of a hole, stop digging. He was like, most people think that if they just keep digging you know, eventually, you know, they're going to get to the other side. He was like, but if you ever want to get out of a hole, you got to stop digging. And God wants us to be blessed. God wants us, you know, to have things. He wants us, uh, and not just materialistic things, but I, I, I just said, uh, I chose to start there first, but he wants us to have things. But we have to know what to do with it. There's no point in you hitting the lottery for $300 million and then a year from now you don't have any of that money. And believe it or not, it happens. Or even let's say a million dollars. You know, we tend to get the, get things, get financial blessings and as soon as we get it in our hands, it's gone. We have to do better with that. Tammy, anything on that? Actually, 
couple of things. Um, you spoke about the renewed mind, and what comes to mind is, and and I'm gonna put it out there. I'm hoping that you and I are on the same um, with this. If not, it'll be interesting to get your take. You said you got some more out of it. What came to mind in this, especially about the renewed mind? You have to have a renewed mind to love people. You have to, especially in today's world, because we are, um, including myself, we are a self-seeking, self-satisfying, selfish world to the degree that almost everything we do is for our, our own gratification, not the glorifying of God in his word and his kingdom. So your mind has to be renewed simply to love people. And this verse says, and it's interesting to me that it equates or that it, it in contrast, oh, no one anything except to love one another. For he who loves another has fulfilled the law. So then we have to determine what is love. And if we look at people today, do we see love? Like and when I say a renewed mind, like some of the way some of the some people treat you in a certain way which it's it would be natural to respond now in a certain way, to return that, that response in a certain way. But when you get to a point in life where you just want to do right by people to the best of your ability because I don't want anybody to misunderstand because I don't want to contradict what we say you have to let negativity go but you can still love people you don't have to embrace engage negativity negative people but you still can love those people um, with boundaries but that person is still is it, that person should still know that you love them. And that doesn't happen instantly. That comes with that change of heart that, again, is is produced by the Holy Spirit because I can't in my own strength. And then the other thing, Rodney, I think people get caught up in neighbor, neighbor for so long, I I really equate, I've never heard anybody talk about, well, let me say this, not in church, talk about, and doesn't mean it hasn't happened. I, I did, someone told me, not in a church setting, that your neighbor is the person that you're dealing with, the person that you're closest to at that time, the person that you have, um, especially we as believers, that you have an opportunity to sway mm. them this way or that way, and so and and so if you think about it, your closest neighbor for 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 Rodney for you, you right now your neighbor is Samaria and their baby. They are in they are in your sight right now for me. So so often we look at neighbor as the person across the street. The person by we can walk outside and pass our husband or our wife or our, our brother and not say good morning, walk out and speak to the neighbor across. 
So I just find it interesting that love is brought up at this time. Um, and the title of, of, in my Bible, it's titled Love Your Neighbor. And it says, um, for he who loves another has the law. So we have to ask ourselves, what is the law? You have to understand what love is. According to God, what is love? And, of course, we can, we can look at that. But I tell you, it's nothing like what I see today. It's nothing like what I was doing to and for the people that I said I loved. So we first have to understand love, God's love, what that means, what Oh, no one anything. What does that mean? You know, is it is it just um, the financial part of it? Oh, I think the word is telling us when you're when all is said and done, you can give someone the world, you can pay them back, you cannot owe them a thing. But if you have not learned how to love, you've accomplished nothing. Back over to you, Ryan. Tammy, uh, we, we, we actually uh, were on the same page. Um, and it's interesting because it says, oh, no, man, anything. And I wanted to deal with the financial part first because that, that, that's so small of it. But you you went right where where I would have gone anyway um, with the part about love. It says because uh, it says, "Oh no, man, anything but to love one another." So what you owe, man, or I like the, how you put it about your neighbor. What you owe your neighbor, what you owe people, is your love. And I like the notes, and and if you look at um, verses 9 through 10, um, if you look at verses 9 through 10, it, it tells you how you show or express that love. And, and the notes in my Bible, it says, this has nothing to do with owing just debts of money and other material things. It simply expresses the idea that Christians owe to each other mutual love. You are not bound to your brethren to obey them as you are civil leaders, but you are bound to them by love. So in other words, what you owe people is love. That is your that that is your responsibility, and it even says, "For he that loveth another has fulfilled the law." So it is God's law for you to love. So what you do owe people, what your your responsibility is, is to show love. And if you're not sure what that means, it goes on to explain it in verses 9 through 10. And my Bible says, when you really love, you will not, and it says, number one, transgress the moral law. Two, deprive any man of his wife. 
rob any woman of her virtue, take the life of anyone, hate anyone, take the property of anyone, rob a man of his good name, cover one thing of another, love only yourself, or work ill toward anyone. Those are things that you do. Those are things that, that, that you avoid or you stay away from if you love somebody. It's it, it, it's just that simple. So if you are doing any of these things that are mentioned in verses 9 through 10 towards your neighbor, or there was one that said love only yourself. So if you're doing any of these things, then you are not fulfilling the law. You are not doing what you are supposed to be doing. That is what you owe. You owe it to those around you, not to just love yourself. You owe it to people, not to be out here messing up their name by spreading rumors and gossiping. You owe that to people. So respect and honor are huge things. And it is it is way past time for us to uplift each other, for us to be more concerned about our neighbor, about our fellow man, for us to go back to the the old saying, treating other people the way that we want to be treated. Tammy, uh, the other day, Tamaria said, um, I think it was Tamaria, said that, you know, she wishes that we had a news station that only played or showed positive things. And I said, it probably wouldn't last long because people wouldn't watch it. And that is sad. I would hope that people would, but we we haven't gotten to that place yet in our in our in our hearts where we want to constantly feed our spirit good things, positive things. And and, and 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 there's a scripture that talks about things that you should think about, things that you should focus on, things that things that are of good report. It, it talks about these things, but if you're constantly feeding yourself negativity or drama or gossip. If you're constantly feeding yourself that, then how can you think positively? How can you think about the goodness of God when you're feeding yourself the opposite? We have to change the way that we do things. If you want to see a better world around you, then you have to start doing things different. 
You and, and you can't worry about what other people are doing. You can't say, well, uh, you know, I'm just one person or nobody will ever listen to me. You have no idea. Tammy, I saw uh, I saw a really good story earlier. I'll turn it back over to you. This um this kid um growing up, you know, wanted to play basketball, um, you know, and, and went to his dad one day and said, um, you know, hey, can you train me? So his dad, um his dad put all of these different things in the backyard and trained his son and worked with him. And his son always got overlooked because he was short, um, but he wanted to play basketball. And his dad worked with him every day. I mean, you know, his dad used whatever he could find, whatever he had. His dad set up a, a basketball hoop in the backyard, set up some cones, used tires, all types of things. And then it got to a point where, you know, this kid would invite other kids in the neighborhood over. And, you know, but this, but but the, the the one kid, like, he, he still was overlooked because, you know, everybody was like, oh, he can play, but he's short. And, you know, his dad would, you know, would, would, would train him. They would invite the other boys in the neighborhood over, you know, for these training sessions. And his dad would then cook on the grill for all these boys. And, you know, so he gets to high school. And, you know, he's good, but, you know, nobody's paying him any attention. But he wants to play basketball. And and so he ends up playing on a team, you know, with, with, with a real popular kid, but still doesn't get noticed. And, you know, so one, the one, the last chance he had to get recognized by a scout, you know, they said if you don't hear your name called, you go to the back gym, to the auxiliary gym. And his name wasn't called, so he had to go and play in the back. And it just so happened this college recruit was there, and he wanted a bag of chips. So they sent him to a, a, one of the concession stands there, and he heard a basketball, and he walked in. And he called his, his boss and said, hey, you got to come and check this kid out. And, you know, the next day the, 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 the head coach, you know, went down, checked the kid out. Like, we got to get this kid, you know, to our school. And it was Murray State University, and he they, they gave the kid a full scholarship. And now he is projected this year to be the number two draft pick. And I shared that story to say this. We don't know who will be impacted by our faith. We, we, we don't know what lives will be changed, even ours, if we are willing to take the next step, if we are willing to put in the work. I mean, he got down to the last second, and he wasn't going to be offered a a scholarship. Nobody was looking at him. And this kid, he just kept believing, and, and and he stuck with it, and all because this man wanted a bag of chips that's how he got noticed. We have to be the same way when it comes to our faith or our walk with God. You have to 
find out what it is that you are supposed to be doing. And we learned here in these scriptures, it's all about love. Focus on what you're supposed to be doing. And whatever it is that you are seeking, whatever it is that you want, eventually it will come to you. I mean, in this, you talk about the last hour, this was it for him. But it didn't matter that, that nobody paid him any attention the whole time he was growing up, the time when he was in high school. It didn't matter that, you know, the big schools weren't running after him. It didn't even matter. And I, because I bet you they're all saying now, like, man, like, we missed out on this kid. Like, we weren't even paying, like, we didn't even notice him. And here he is, you know, probably going to be the second kid drafted this Thursday, all because he stuck with it. We have to be the same way. Tell me back to you. Ronnie, I think it's interesting. I'm going to, well, I'm going to share something. I want to make sure that I'm going back to, all right, so Matthew, is it Matthew? Yeah, Matthew twenty-two thirty-nine through 40 says, And the second is like to it, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. I'm going to focus for just a minute on as, you, as yourself. So the second is like to it, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. And again, now we've already established for tonight that neighbor is not um, my opinion is not the person across the street next door, da 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 da. It is the person that is closest to you, the person that you have dealings with, um, that's beside you, that's in your presence, that you have an opportunity to um, share with. I'll say that to make to make a mark. Um, to show to to, sh- to to allow them to see Jesus, I would say that, because just like the little boy, you never know who's watching, who's looking, who's waiting, who needs. Maybe that's a better word. Who needs to see? Who needs to see that? So I find it interesting. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. As selfish and self-seeking as I think the world is today. I think the world is also um, missing in the area of loving themselves, of truly liking and loving who they are. Number one, because I don't feel like many people take the time to know who they are and then to go further to understand who they are. And if, to take it back to the communication part, if if you don't understand what I what I'm saying, if you don't understand what I'm saying, rarely will you get a get an opportunity to truly understand me because once I understand what you say, then now my response should be based on that understanding. So if you tell me hello in Spanish and I think it's goodbye, and you're saying hello, and you're trying to talk to me, and, you, and I and I thought you said goodbye. I'm I'm going to leave, or I'm expecting you to leave because you said in my language goodbye. And so I think that we as a people, going back to Saturday, 
you know, I'm okay with one. You know that right now. I'm okay, and we had more than one, so uh, so we did good. But I'm okay with that one person showing up. And as a matter of fact, I prefer that one person to show up that is seeking what we are putting out. It's like you said, Rodney, if you want to get out of a hole, stop digging. I think if we want people to stop running, let's stop chasing them to get to these kind of conferences, these kind of programs, to to this kind of show. Let's stop chasing them because even if they come, if they are not ready, they will not get it. And if they don't get it, they're not going to be able to love like Romans is talking about today. And I think that's why we have such such a fallen world. And then Galatians uh again just kind of verifies for all the law for all the law is fulfilled in one word. Even in this you shall love your neighbor as yourself. So for all the law is fulfilled in one word. Interesting. And then there's James um, 2 and 8. If you fulfill the royal law according to the scripture, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. You do well. Right back on love. And so we don't, we don't, we're not taught to love ourselves. Matter of fact, I think we're taught just the opposite. I think as, as little ones, matter of fact, I'm going to turn it back over to you right now. I, I am reading a book that I picked up after last week's show, and I've had this book probably six months. It was given to me by the author, and I never did read it. I kind of set it aside, picked it up last week, and it was really speaking much about what I said about myself, about awakening. Like I feel like I'm in this this zone to where my eyes are seeing. I feel crazy sometimes. This book, you know, just kind of, says the same thing because I, I see things and I start to just think of, they, they mean so much more, and I'll share one of them with you before I turn it back over. But I was reading to ask Stella and Brandon to read this. It says, when you're born, and so you can think about Nadia as, as you hear this as well, when you are born, you are clean, the core of your uniqueness, your truth, your being, is a shiny gold foundation of a house. As you become imprinted and conditioned and are taught repression and denial of self. So it says, and are taught repression and denial of self. You begin throwing crap on top of this gorgeous foundation. You build walls from this stuff. Floors and each walls from this stuff and floors. And each floor has junk piles in every corner, trash, and stench everywhere. And that made me think about right now, I don't know if you remember me, I used to say I feel like I'm this, I feel like a garbage can and waste management can come up and just load, take loads and loads away and they would have enough work for days. Or I feel like I've swept so much under the rug and now the rug is standing up off the floor because there's no more I can put up under there. Well, I was out, um, and and this is just one of many things. And, Rodney, I don't know if I shared this with you, but I know my intentions were to do it. I believe I started a text and never sent it. 
But I was out and I saw this lady. I was at Walmart, and that in itself is a is a whole nother conversation. Because if y'all know me, I don't do Walmart. Like it was so bad at one point that when I would have to go to Walmart, I would sit in the truck for a really long time and pray, Lord, go before me, because Walmart is just one of those places that takes me there. So I was in Walmart, and this lady was at the um, counter back in the auto section, and. She, you know, not noticing me, and I wasn't intending on noticing her, but she had some little jean-like pants on, and she had rolled them up to the point, in my day, that's what we called floods. And so I instantly went back to how kids were ridiculed, they were talked about, they were picked on for wearing floods. And now we buy floods. Or we make them floods. And now it's okay because the world says it's okay. And so I was just thinking about how, how, how we title things and how we make, like, okay, if your pants are above your ankles, that's floods. Well, back in the day, if you wore those, something's wrong with you. You're broke. Your mama, you can't afford this, da 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 And there are kids, there are grown people, even to this day, who are maybe still affected by the fact that they thought they had on floods. Now, 2019, floods are popular. We are buying pants that are floods. We're rolling them up, making Mm. them floods. And so I'm going to share one more. Y'all, I'm not crazy. I'm just seeing differently. And the timing of picking up this book, Self-Realization for Regular People is the title. And it says, no chanting, no yoga pants, or hard drugs required. And that's She's saying for self-realization. So I pet and this, this is the same day. I'm on my way out. I passed this dog rope. Okay, so I was, I'm somehow ended up in the dog se- section, and I'm thinking, dog rope. What does a dog know about a jump rope? You know, I'm thinking to myself, and it's just like if I took this same product and I made it just a, a child's rope, then people are going to buy it for children. But just because it's labeled dog rope, then they're only going to buy it for that dog, for a dog. And so it just, and I know that it may make no sense to some of you, but what I'm saying is we buy into this world. We buy into a world that the Apostle John told, said in his word, do not be loving either the world or the things in the world. And if anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. Because everything in the world, the desire of the flesh and the desire and so on and so on. And so I, 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 I'm thankful that, Rodney, I'm getting to a point in my life where... I almost despise the world. Like I mm. really long for that little place in the corner with my five pair of pants and a few good shirts and for my family to be to have what they need to be healthy, happy and not lacking in love. At least that. At least that. So and and I say that and I still tell you that there are days, I'm going to be real transparent tonight, and I've not shared this with anybody. 
anybody. So be really transparent. And Rodney, I'm gonna have to give it up to you then. Okay, so this is how this is how things work, you guys. With with us and our thoughts and how it's so important that we take those thoughts captive. And I don't know if my aunt is listening, but if she is, we'll talk about it later. Some of you may know that my aunt's living here with me. My aunt is just a little bit younger than I am. So and to me, we were more like sisters growing up. So, um, and and if you know me, I am I I was very um, I don't know what the word is for. It. I liked being alone. You guys, I had gotten so comfortable with everything being just like this. Like, if Brandon had come over here while I was not home. I knew he was here. I just, if he touched anything, that's how consumed I was in my perfect little house. Like, I knew he was here. So, um, I'm in this phase of growing. I'm continuing to change and grow and, and seeing myself for, for myself. So, one day, I can, and so my aunt works at night, and of course, I'm working during the day straight hours now, so I come home, and this is what this is the thought that came in my mind, okay, even in the midst of my self-realization and my changing and my wanting to just just do life differently. This thought came from nowhere but somewhere. Wow, she gets to enjoy this house alone more than I do, and it's my house. That thought came mm. in my head. And so I instantly took it captive. And you know what I said? It's not my house. It's not my house, Satan. It's not my house. And so I was thankful. And, 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 I, and I'm saying that also to say we are not our thoughts. And I'm saying it a bit further. God knew that Satan was going to put things in our heads. But see, it says, take every thought captive and align it with my word. Align it. See, because I could have took that and let it went. I could have took it and let it went. But I took it captive and, and we move on. We move on. And if people, if we will be honest and share things like that, that may help somebody take that, take their thought captive and be able to love instead of get in a funk about something that is so temporary. Because everything that we think we know and we own and all that is so temporary. It's, it's so temporary. And so not ours. We have control of nothing. Nothing. I can't make myself go to sleep. I can't wake myself up. And so tonight, if you hear nothing else, nothing else, how do you love? Who do you love? And if you got to stop and pick, May be a good place to start because it doesn't, the Romans does not define who we should love or if we should love. 
and I and I want to take it a bit further. Loving is not about allowing people. I really want to say that to get over on you because it goes. I can take you right back to the truth set you free, set you free, and it sets others free. And I think the more talking we do and the more honest we are about what we feel, what we think, when we think it, how we think it, the more honest we are about it and in those times and with people, you open the door for love. You open the door. But so often we say the right thing to the wrong people. Like I say, I had Brandon. And I use him because that's, I mean, you think mothers carry babies nine months. And I'm not taking away from fathers. I'm saying this to say I had this child in in, in my body for nine months. And, and some days I don't even want to be around him. And he's, he's. Y'all know I love my son, but some days I don't, I don't want to be around you. So I say that to say no one can make us happy. No one can fulfill what you need. In fact, what we need has already been fulfilled, and that's by our creator. And that's one reason I feel like we're incapable or we don't love ourselves because we keep looking for something else to validate us. We keep looking for something that says you're worthy, you're this, you're that, you can do this and you can do that. Well, that's already been established. The word says you were created for purpose, that he knows you so well that he knows how many hairs are on your head. Yet we still look to be validated. And that's just that's just an ego. I heard, uh, and right now I'm really going to turn it back over to you. I heard this 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 sermon Sunday uh, before last, and there was this man there, um, and I initially was kind of, I'll be honest with you, I went to hear the pastor that I wanted to hear, and he was out of town, and I'm thinking, oh wow, I got up this time of morning to come here and see, and he's again thinking about myself. So it turned out to be one of the best sermons I've ever heard. It was a man that uh, he's wrote a book on parenting, and he kind of slipped into this, um, I guess, exercise maybe, um, where it was he was at a, a, a conference for men, and he had um, what was supposed to be Satan's voice. He had um, the father, who was supposed to be the father, there as well. And then the son uh, was standing across, and then the son, This again, this is just a skit or exercise that they were doing. And so the son would hear the voice of Satan saying, do this, I need you to do this, this is what you want to do, da-da-da-da-da. Then the son would start walking towards Satan. Then the dad, the son, the next voice the son would hear is the dad. And the dad would say, no, son, I've taught you this. 
this is not who you are, this is not that kind of thing. And I'm saying I'm paraphrasing because I don't remember the exact words he said, but the moral of the story is there was a father there to um, stop what could have been a wrong turn, what could have taken that son off of off course. And then the son eventually, so there, the dad was in between, so the son gets to his father before he gets to Satan and, and basically does what he wants him to do. So the moral of the story got deeper because once the son got to the father, there was an there was a part a time where they embraced, and the dad got to you know go into more detail about you know this is not what you do da 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 da. So he said it went so well at this little conference, he made it bigger at a bigger conference, and he said it was men in there from all ages. And what happened was men started to sob. So this was a lesson for young boys, young men, to not make foolish decisions. But it turned around and it it overwhelmed fathers and men who had boys, who had children. And so as they got deeper into it, the men were um, crying or in that zone because they realized they some of them never had that father to intervene here on earth. They did not have their biological or a father that was there to intervene for them to that degree. And so he's made a mission um, trying to help parents parent better, especially men. And he played a, it was his 50th birthday, his 22-year-old son was on a mission trip and could not make it to the 50th birthday. So someone got the great idea to um, record, what, to have him call in and say happy birthday to his dad. Well, they re, somebody recorded it, and you have this 22-year-old young man sobbing, sobbing, telling his father, how great a job he did with keeping them intact to making sure they did what they were supposed to do, but more than anything, making sure that they loved Jesus. And he said, and that's why I'm over here doing what I'm doing today. And it was so beautiful. And then one more thing he said, he had two daughters that were left at home. He and his wife had gone out to have dinner, just a night together. He left instructions, no TV, Get your homework done, and if you finish early, read a book. I don't want TV on. Relax your mind. He said they went off, had a good time. They come home, and he said something. As I was approaching my house, something said, turn your lights off and ease up. And he said, don't you know the Holy Spirit will tell you what you need to know about your kids? He said, so we did just that. And he said, we walked up to the window. They had this big bay window. And there my girls are plugged into the TV. And we watched them watch TV for a while. Then I told my wife, you stay here and I'm going to go. I'm going to go in. So he went in and as he got there, they had turned the TV off, of course, because they heard him coming in. And he said, so what do you girls, what did you do? Did you finish your homework? Yes. Da-da-da-da-da. Well, did you watch any TV? No, Dad. So he says to them, well, I want you to turn around and look at your mom in the window. We've been out there watching you watch TV for quite a while. So not only have you 
lied. Not only have you disobeyed, but you lied to me. And so this was the words that got me. He said, we need to inspect what we expect. So, again, Mm -hmm. inspect what we expect. And that's of ourselves, of the people we love, especially our children, especially. And that is love to me. Mm -hmm. It's not just letting you get by. It's not letting you say what you want to say to me or do what you want to do with me because now I don't love myself if I allow you to do that. But it's a balance. It's a balance. And we should not be so caught up on our, in ourselves that we don't think that there's something about us that needs correcting and that this person may just be the person that God sent to do that. So I'm going to really turn it over to you now, Rodney, because I'll keep going. <laughs> Tammy, we have a caller. Uh, we're going to bring in area code 504. Last four digits are seven zero three seven. Carly, you're on the air. I'm so glad that Tammy decided to be quiet because she could be long winded. Um, <laughs> they called it butterfly evolution. I'm butterfly and Rodney is evolution, so we can talk as long as we want, right, Rodney? Yeah, almost, lost almost lost my thought here for a second, Rodney. I almost lost my thought. See, I mean, she's going on and on. Uh, yeah, exactly. that's funny. That's probably the work of God with you losing that thought. Oh, here here she go. (laughs) In more private moments, I will call her and say, you know what, this nigga is. But I'm going to leave that alone. But anyway, (laughs) this is actually a great, great conversation that uh, I'm inspired by. Not only because I felt like you guys are stepping on my toes. Um. I'm inspired to actually, you know, I haven't written in, in, in probably two years, man, and, and listening to you guys, and, and I haven't spoken in a public event in, in, in a while, a long while, and I'm inspired by that. We talk about ego, and we talk about getting in our own way and um, not addressing our own personal issues. I'm inspired by, you know, the dialogue that you guys are having here. And, I mean, it's, a, it's, a, it's amazing how some folks actually just, some folks actually just, um, they do it for you. They, they do it for you. I've been in the slump for um, several months with the passing of my brother, and I'm inspired by just logging on and listening to you guys and, Wanting to wanting to release the books that I've had on my shelf for a minute, along with just coming out and just speaking again. And I'm just inspired by, you know, the ego. You know, uh, personally, I believe that Tammy's talking about when she's talking about egos. I think she's talking about me, even though she won't admit it. But she's talking about me. And you know, I was I was moved by monetary gain and money and opening other businesses up, but. That wasn't my purpose, and I'm gonna be transparent for a second. Tammy was one of the first person, one of the first people, if not the only person, that told me that I wasn't supposed to be in the bar business. She asked me, mm. and I, I'll be honest, Frank. She said, "What the hell are you doing? That's not where you're supposed to be." I've moved thousands upon thousands of people on that conversation with Trent platform. 
And she was trying to find a way with me going into the bar business to try and bring some type of positivity and bring that energy from what I've been doing for years into the bar business, which she probably knew it wasn't wasn't going to work. And after a while, after I stopped fighting it, I knew it wasn't going to work. So I bowed out graciously. But I'm inspired by you guys every single day since I started logging on, listening to you guys again. To actually, you know, re, you know, release the books that are sitting on the shelf, as well as actually getting back to me after so much loss in my life. Um, you guys encourage me. I love you guys, and I, I tell Timmy that all the time. You know, we're friends off air, and Rodney, you and I are friends off air as well. And you guys inspire me, and. You've inspired me, even though I've moved thousands of people. I'm moved by this conversation and the series that you guys have had in. It makes me want to come back and just do more and to continue to help other folks. And I got caught up in the ego uh, of making money. And and, 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 and Tammy words, uh, a business that I should have never gone into in the first place. So this is a great conversation and a great eye-opener for me. And I know you guys, are, and for the folks that are listening to these guys, this is not pre-recorded. This is not pre-done because I haven't spoken to Rodney in I don't know how long. He said happy birthday a couple of weeks ago, and Tammy, she checked in on me, you know, when I passed with my brother. She has no idea that I was going to say what I was going to say. But you guys have inspired me to actually come back and do more. And finish what I started. Trent, uh, Trent, what what advice would you give to um, other people um, who may um, who might be where you where you are, where you were, in, in terms of like um, you know getting off the path that you were on, or um, you know trying different things when you know in the back of your mind, you know where you should be or what you should be doing. What advice would you give to those people? My advice would be, you know, just remind yourself and you have to go within to remind yourself to remember where your purpose and your gift was generated from. There's only one generator. That's God. That's the only thing that I can actually tell them. You have to actually go within yourself and seek God again because that's the only way that you'll find yourself again. You have to go within. There is no one other person. There is no friend, no brother, no mother, no whatever. You have to go within and seek God and exactly know where your purpose and your gifts are generated from. And this may sound a little arrogant, but it is what it is. I am because he is what instilled with, within me. I'm, I'm not a technical writer. I've written 10 books. I wasn't taught to speak and not only the Bahamas, Jamaica, and all these other places and all parts of the United States. That was instilled in me. That's something that he placed within me. I have a gift. 
and I had to go back and grab that gift. And anybody who's in the ear side of my voice know this is Trent from the conversation. And I had to go back. So none of us are above going back and trying to figure out our life. I just happened to catch my life again listening to you guys because we all started in the same place and met up at the same time, period. Mm. Well, we, we, we will uh, – go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I was just saying that, that that's just what it is. And you have to be transparent with yourself and, and get back to yourself when, you know, you've actually really fallen off your track. You have to have friends in place like Tammy to put you back on track and say, you're not even supposed to be investing in the bar. What the hell are you doing? You have to have true friends like that to tell you when you've actually veered off your course and off of your purpose. But you have to be connected to yourself first to actually understand and connect with people like that. Well, you know, we love you here on the on the Butterfly Evolution show, and we will definitely always support you. Uh, Tammy, did you have anything? Well, wow, I take back what I said earlier. <laughs> what did she say earlier? Because I didn't get on. What did she say? Because she probably said something crazy. <laughs> I take it all back when I said it probably was a God thing that you, you forgot your thoughts. I take it all back. <laughs> I'm inspired by No, it. seriously, thank you, Trent. Those are kind words. And and um, like I told you, there is more for you to do. And, and sometimes until we do that, um, a lot of times our purpose is tied to so many other people's healing. And I, I truly believe that in many cases God will not, not allow us to have that peace that rest that we know we so deserve and need because his purpose is not being fulfilled. And um, I just say you need to do what you're supposed to do, and, and, and you know what that is. So Let's be honest for a second, and she'll probably, Rodney, she'll probably get upset with me when I say this, but um, to my understanding, she learned that my brother passed through you, and I really should have called her and and I'll show you how we get lost in life here. I really should have called her because she would have known who I was actually talking about, the brother that I lost, because she, she, you know, she's familiar with, the, you know, the four of us. But yeah, uh, I didn't, I failed to to do that because when we actually follow social media, we think that we've lost people that we really haven't lost. That's what mm. social media does. And we think that we've lost people that we really haven't lost. And um, Tammy being Tammy, Tammy reached out and after being stubborn, you know, when God telling her to reach out, that's just what it is. But it's, it's, it's amazing how people who walk into your life and change your life and give you a different aspect on life can re-enter your life and say, you know what? I know you're hurting, and I'm going to the prayer closet. And if anybody knows Tammy, 
they know what the prayer closet is about. And, I, you know, me personally, Cam is a personal friend of mine who I love dearly and deeply. And I got my mojo back listening to you guys. I was in a slump, man. I was in a very deep, dark place after losing not only my brother but my best friend. And just by hearing you guys and, you know, I called in last week. I was really choked up because I hadn't heard from you guys in so long, but it was so familiar to me. And that just ignited another flame in me that, you know what, your work is not done, and Tammy was right. I shouldn't have invested in the bar. I should have continued to invest in people, as I did for the past 10 years. So this show has actually done more good for me than anything. So, hey, man, you guys keep doing what you're doing. Well, we, we, we appreciate it, brother, and we are looking forward to you uh, getting back to that. Um, uh, it, it, it's it's funny, and um, and I'll make this quick because I know we're getting ready to get off. Um, it's funny. Uh, uh, I was telling Tammy um, the same thing uh, we were take talking time, about. Take your time, Max. You have to run the board, so take your time. I want to hear everything that you said. <laughs> you're going to make Tammy whoop you. Uh <laughs> But um, but you know I had kind of done the same thing and 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 not really you know being in a slump but more so you know just taking uh, this first year of my daughter's life to you know just to you know uh, be with her and uh, you know to, to spend time with her and my wife and and you know get her situated before um, going back because I've I, I'm kind of there with you Evan. Um, done much speaking or anything else but you know sometimes you know we 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 for whatever reason either stop or we slow down or we veer off course but as long as there's an opportunity as long as we're still breathing then we 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 have that 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 chance to to get it to get it right and um I know I have some ideas, some things that I'm that I'm working on. I know Tammy does um, as well. Um, but any way that we can support you, uh, definitely uh, let us know. Tammy, any final remarks? No, um, you know, all joking aside, Trent, same here. Thank you. Um, I just want to leave people, and I feel feel the just the need to say this. I said that. The guy used the word to inspect what we expect. I also think we should get in a habit of inspecting what we expect from people because not everybody has it to give. They need it, and sometimes they need it from us. So let people go a little bit. Just give people, loosen the chain that of our chain of expectations that we have um, put around the neck of some people because we expect things from them, because we need them, and those things are tied to titles. Um, And as I said earlier, nothing, nothing is forever here. No titles are needed because the very minute, like I say with, with this thing, when we start to define, you know, 
black, white, the dog rope that I talked about earlier, then that make that that means that every no one's just gonna, people are just going to only buy it for that purpose. Well, if you take the dog away from the rope, it's just a rope. I could send my kids outside, and if I had kids, I could send the kids outside and let them play jump rope with that same rope. So let's not just inspect what we expect, but let's add that, what we expect from people, because most cases they do not have it to give, and so meet them where they are. That is the kind of love that we were talking about tonight. So I'm done. Back over to you, Rodney. Sammy, I, I I love that quote, and uh, I'm gonna have to write that down and put that somewhere. Inspect what you expect, and I think that would. Uh, in fact, I gotta put that in my office or somewhere, and at, at school, and uh, um, I, I'll dig into that more later. But thank you guys for tuning in. Thank you, Trent, uh, for calling in, and uh, we will definitely uh, be back on uh, next Tuesday. Because uh, I think the week after that is is a holiday, but we'll definitely be back on next Tuesday, um, talking about Romans 14 um, as we continue our uh, our study. We hope that you guys will join us. Until then, uh, stay blessed, and we will see you next Tuesday, same time, same station. Good night, everybody. Oh, uh-huh.